Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life with Andy Proctor. Thank you so much for listening. I am so glad to have you here and to have your ears. So the other day I had an episode about the number one predictor of our health and happiness. It was a 75-year study uh, that was done by Harvard. Super famous study, really cool. And the number one predictor was, wait for it, Actually, you should probably go listen to the episode before I tell you. Uh, No, just joking. Spoiler alert. It was our relationships. Okay, and specifically close relationships. When you have a perception of having this close relationship in your life, it it is the number one predictor of your health and your happiness. So... Uh, for, for over 75 years, they did this study, and it was an amazing finding. Um, all, the, all the data pointed to, to that. And so it's interesting, though, and I want to actually play this, uh, this call-in that I got from the Positive Psychology Station, which I was really appreciative of, um, where uh, she talked about the fact that, you know, there's a lot of us who um, don't actually feel close to somebody, that actually feel kind of lonely. They don't... Um, and she said to, you know, sometimes be careful. It's good for marketing, you know, to title things in a certain way to get people to listen. But then there's a lot of people who may not feel like they are close to people. They actually really feel lonely and they feel a little bit helpless or powerless to get to the point where they feel that they are capable of having the health or the happiness that they want if that is truly the number one predictor. So first I'm going to play that uh, quickly that uh, the um, call-in that I had from... Um, the positive psychology um, station, and then I, after that, I'm going to tell you about a way that we can actually bypass that or hack that to where every single one of us can truly have the benefits of um, of this this love and this feeling of um, well, just the same benefits that come from having that close relationship. So, um, first of all, let's go ahead and listen to this wonderful call in. Hey Andy, this is Kristen from the Positive Psychology Podcast. I just listened to your segment about the number one predictor of health and happiness, and I think you did a good job at describing it and also being sensitive towards people who might not have that in their life right now. However, I do think, and I wonder what you think about this, that people like you and me who communicate these findings might need to, um, you know, balance a kind of navigate a balance between, you know, like uh, getting titles which um, pull people in, which is the number one predictor, right? That's a good marketing title. But also being sensitive to people who don't have this because depressed people, I know this for a fact, they read these things and that makes them even more depressed and that makes them, that makes them stressed out. So I think we have to think about how we do this. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Kristen, thank you so much for that call in, and I really appreciate the feedback that you gave me. And I also think that um, I I think I'd like to to talk about the fact that we actually can, and and, the, and those people, I I totally get it. And I I mean I've been there. You know I I've struggled with panic attacks. My wife also has struggled with um, bipolar bipolar depression, and you know we we've lived it. And I. You know, I hear you. Like <laughs> those titles, man, it's like the worst, right? Compare death by comparison. Um, which, anyways, that's another another topic for another day. But I, I think there's a way to uh, that that I'd like to talk about also um, in this segment about 
um, some research that has been done by Barbara Friedrichsen, and she's kind of the queen of, of the research on positive emotion. And um, she's done a lot of research on what she likes to call positivity resonance, or she calls it in her, her book is called Love 2.0, where she basically redefines love. So she kind of gives a new definition for love. And, you know, I think a lot of us uh, look at love and they, we think, oh, okay, you know, we kind of have this like, this picture in our mind of this, like, for example, this, I don't know, this like really romantic dinner where, you know, uh, everyone's dressed to the nines and, you know, maybe a glass of champagne or whatever at a really, really nice Italian restaurant or whatever it is in a nice, you know, urban location or something like that, you know, and, and the, the couple is in love and, you know, whatever. Um, and, um, so this is kind of, this kind of this like image of romantic love, right? This kind of, um, idea, but, uh, she, and, and so a lot of us think, man, that's never going to happen to me. The last time I went on a date was, I don't know, when I was single life, I remember thinking this and like, oh, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to be really in love with somebody who I truly am like best friends with and it's just not going to happen. Um, fortunately it has, but for not everybody it does. And there's a huge population amount, amount of the population who truly it never will, unfortunately. Um, you know, but, uh, or I don't know, I guess you could debate that, right? Fortunately, unfortunately, um, I love my marriage. It's my second marriage, but that's another topic as well. <laughs> so, the point is that Barbara Friedrichsen redefines love to where we um, can actually share love with anyone. We don't even have to be particularly close to them. We don't even have to know them. It could be anyone from, you know, the uh, the, the the clerk at at, at the shopping uh, checkout, um, or you know. Uh, somebody who you're crossing the street with or coworkers or, you know, people that you see as you're walking any, anyone, um, in that you're in the presence of. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's, there's three different things that she kind of uses as her new definition for love, where basically we get the same benefits physiologically and emotionally that we would get, um, from actually that kind of romantic love um, that is the number one predictor of our of our health and happiness so she and it's a little bit controversial but i really agree and i'll just give you an idea so i'll tell you i'll tell you a story i was out i used to sell pest control in the summers and it's like the worst job in the world right you're knocking door to door it's super hot usually because that's where bugs mostly proliferate is in hot climates and so I would always go sell in climates that are just ridiculously hot and um, so I was having a horrible day selling pest control I was knocking on tons of doors haven't made any sales it's a hundred percent commission so you know you, if you don't sell something you don't make money and it was one of those days where it was getting towards the end of the day and I hadn't made any sales and it was just depressing, right? So, and I think even that week I hadn't even made any sales. It was just not very, not going very well for me. And so I was just really, uh, a little bit discouraged, knocked on this door and man comes out. He was kind of Pacific Islander, uh, you know, 
really nice guy, and I gave him my little spiel, like, hey, you know, buy some bug killer stuff, <laughs> and uh, better than that, obviously, um, and I'll continue this story in the next segment. I'd never met this guy before, and uh, he was opening the door he to me, you know, at, like, I was a stranger as well, and I... At the end of the little thing, he said, "You know what? I just, I just don't think I really can afford that right now, and we don't, we don't want pest control." And so I was like, "Okay, you know that's fair." Um, but I was just so—I mean, he could say, see that I was really discouraged, um, and he just said, "You know what? Though, like, have a good day, you know." And I was like, "Hey, thanks." And I started to walk away, and he actually then he looked at me, turned to me, he actually grabbed me by the arm, and he said, "Actually, have a good life." And he looked me in the eyes, and he just was, I mean, I could truly feel that he cared, and that he could see that I was tired, he could see that I was discouraged, and <laughs> he didn't have to buy the pest control from me to make it clear that he actually really cared about me as a human being. There was this kind of mutual, um, you know, care that he showed, there's this almost, I saw in his eyes, he saw in my eyes that we were just, you know, respecting each other as human beings. I was so appreciative of that. He could see that. I almost started crying as a, as a grown man. Um, and we just shared this kind of moment of positivity together, um, you know, and that is what Barbara Friedrichsen defines as love. I didn't even know what the guy's name was. I knocked on his door. I didn't know who I didn't know who he was before I knocked on his door. He was, you know, nice guy. Um, but but yeah, in that moment, we truly shared this 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 what Barbara Friedrichsen defines as positivity resonance or love 2.0 is what she calls it, where we we have this moment of so she, there's three things that she talks about that it actually um, that make it into this kind of experience of love. Um, where, you, where you've got oxytocin firing, you've got all the benefits that come from a loving and close relationship, you can get the same ones from relationships that aren't necessarily long-lasting. Is it easier to get them from long-lasting ones? Hopefully, right? But three things, all, all it takes is that three things have to exist for this to happen, and it can be almost anyone. So the first one is that you kind of share this moment, like I was talking about, of positive emotion between you and another human being. It's got to be, um, you know, it's probably most likely going to happen in person, right? The second thing is this sort of biochemical synchrony is what she calls it. And, you know, where you literally, like, she's, she's hooked up, you know, these kind of sensors to people's bodies as they're having this perfect strangers, right? Coming up and talking to each other. And when this moment happens of, of a positive motion with that, with these people and they, they share that whether it's eye contact, touch, um, the tone of voice, which honestly, I think you can sometimes even experience here on anchor, right? Um, because you can hear people's voices. So this, this kind of biochemical synchrony, have you ever had that experience where you are with somebody you haven't even met before, but you just met, and you started talking just very briefly, or even just like the person at the checkout, right? And they're really nice, and you're really nice back, and you're just like, wow, thank you. Like, what a good person. Thank you for, like, existing, right? 
you have this kind of biochemical synchrony. You literally have oxytocin surging through your body. You have all a decrease in cortisol. Like they've measured this stuff. So the third thing is a reflective motive, reflected motive to invest in each other's well-being that brings this kind of mutual care. Okay, so you both care about each other. And obviously, to, for this to happen, you've got to feel safe, right? You're just, you're not, it's probably not going to happen like in a dark alley when you feel like and you feel vulnerable and like unsafe, right? And somebody else has a gun. I don't know. Like, probably not going to happen at that at that point. But it can happen in very simple moments, sharing time together with with in safe places where you feel safe um, with uh, other human beings. So you don't have to have this you know, intense romantic relationship for, t- for you to experience the type of love that will give you this, that is the number one predictor of health and happiness, right? You can get that same, the same benefits from uh, everyday people, okay? So I just wanted to give all of you hope that that is definitely possible for anyone. So thank you so much for listening to this uh, kind of little episode. This will have been a little bit longer than I imagined it would be, um, but on redefining love or what Barbara Friedrichsen calls love 2.0. And, you know, if you, she's, I just wanted to also just really quickly add this in at the end that um, she's done quite a bit of research on mindfulness meditation and specifically um, a way to basically gain the same kind of benefits without having anyone present okay so let's just say there's just going back to Kristen's comment about well there's some people that are depressed and they're constantly alone and they feel isolated and they have social anxiety or agoraphobia right where they can't they don't feel like they can ever be around people whatever it is you can still do this completely on your own and it's called loving kindness meditation you should just look it up if you go to positivityresonance.com really really cool stuff about um, loving kindness meditation where you basically just imagine um, somebody you really love or appreciate uh, or look up to or even just somebody that you've seen who's gotten some really great um, you know success recently and you 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 kind of imagine those people being happy and you wish upon them basically good fortune, health, peace, happiness, all these things, a life of ease. Um, And regardless of whether they even know it, um, it doesn't even matter if they find out. You get the same benefits internally um, of... As, as you would from this kind of love 2.0. So anyways, I just wanted to share that with everybody. I wanted to, to let you know that there is hope. You have power to make your life better. You have the ability to get the biological benefits of the same things that um, this Harvard study showed, which was, you know, the number one predictor of happiness was and health was this feeling of close relationships. So a lot of the same things can come from this concept of positivity resonance, um, where you share these micro moments of positive emotion with other human beings that have a mutual care for you and you for them. And it doesn't take much. You don't even have to be in a relationship or even know the person to have that same thing happen. I could share 
so many stories of this happening in my life. I just, I love these types of moments. I live for these types of moments. I love people. And I mean, I just, I hope that you go out and, you know, smile at the, the, the cash register person. Um, or if you are the cash register person, smile at the people that are going out because you don't have to know them to experience the same benefits, both emotionally and biologically from this. So if you guys have listened this far, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, love to see you around on any of the, the places I am online. Um, Instagram is the at uh, more happy life. I would love to have you come by and say hello. Um, I'm on there all the time. Also, just feel free to come visit me at morehappy.org. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And I really hope you have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day. Thanks. Hey, Andy, this is Kristen from the Positive Psychology Podcast. I really liked how you, um, how your response was to come back with Barbara Friedrichsen's research. I've read about it. I read the book um, two or three years ago, but I wouldn't have connected it in that sense to the Harvard study. So I love that you did this segment, and I love how you're um, trying to give hope to people who may not have um, folks like that in their life. So well done, Andy. Um, I like how your mind works. Um, yeah, I like how you think about research that um, and connect things in, in, for me at least, unexpected ways. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kristen, and uh, thank you for what you're doing as well over there at the Positive Psychology Podcast. The more positive psychology podcasters and bloggers and social media people that we have, the better. Um, I, I think you may have read uh, Michelle Gielen's uh, Broadcasting Happiness book. I really love that book, and it's been super inspirational for me as I have done uh, all kinds of different um, types of broadcasting, and I'm hoping to increase my broadcasting uh, as well um, about the science of happiness and positive psychology and human flourishing and well-being. So... It's just a good thing to do, you know, it's just, it feels good. It just feels good um, to know that, for one, if nobody else listens to it, <laughs> you get a, you get to learn, it's like a free, well, it's not necessarily free, sometimes it's kind of expensive, but it's education for your life, for yourself, and you get to learn yourself how to be happier, how to be healthier, how to be a better human being, and just flourish, you know, and, um, and then if other people listen to it as well, which most likely they will, um, you know, all the better. And it's amazing to, to see the positive ripple that happens when you do spread um, good news about happiness. And, and I think for me, a big, a big one is just really um, helping people to overcome that helplessness and that sense of whether it's helplessness or powerlessness. Um, where they feel like they cannot um, do anything and to change their out the outcome the outcomes of their lives and that's the most I think damning belief that we could have uh, and the one that's most dangerous for our happiness and health so anyways thanks for chiming in and thanks everybody else for listening to the more happy life uh, Anchor and podcast, wherever you are. I'm getting quite a few of you uh, listening over on the podcasting areas of uh, iTunes and Google. 
I'd love to uh, hear from you anytime over on Instagram at More Happy Life um, over there, or just come on over to morehappy.org. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and until the next episode, be well.